asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're discussing scraping by on 500K, scammer magnets, and the cure for high gas prices. Right, this is our Friday flight where we're going to tackle some different headlines that we've come across this week and we're going to specifically talk about how they pertain to our money. We've got a lot of good ones this week, but before we get to all that, Joel, I know you wanted to talk about your new f- most favorite show, <laughs> Lula Rich. So, no, not not my favorite show, but it, it was like I downloaded a couple episodes to watch on our recent flight to Austin. I, I saw you watching those, yeah. Getting a, getting a feel for all the different leggings uh, that are out there, all the different patterns. I want all the patterns, you, Matt. You do uh, like color. I'm now collecting LuLaRoe <laughs> leggings, uh, so I'm probably going to look on eBay, see what I can get. Uh, but n- no, not exactly. <laughs> but it, it's it's interesting, though. The uh, There was some chatter in the Facebook group as well about this docuseries, and I think it was enlightening on a few levels. One, just about this multi-level marketing company, this pyramid scheme, as it turns yeah. out, which we have talked about, actually, back in episode 254, and we specifically called out LuLaRoe as a pyramid scheme and said that people should avoid it at all costs. Uh, and there are other companies like this taking this tactic where they might sell a product, but the main way that people that work for the company make money is by recruiting other people underneath them. And so it was just kind of like a because it, it had such a cultural influence, because at one point I think they had 90,000, mostly women, selling these leggings wow. to each other That's around the country. So many folks. <laughs> <laughs> there are tens and tens of thousands of women who lost 
uh, tens of thousands of dollars mm. in this enterprise, and only a very, very small few made big money. And so, yeah, I don't know. If you want to see what the inside of a pyramid scheme looks like, well, this is a fascinating peek inside, peek under the door. And the founders in particular, they hired all their family members. They all got rich too. They got jobs inside of LuLaRoe. Right. And it's one of those things where basically everybody else loses out. Well, I'm glad to see someone like Amazon kind of running with this and exposing more light basically on this kind of situation because the more folks who are aware that this exists, not just specifically with LuLaRoe, but certainly other MLMs, multi-level marketing companies that are going to, <laughs> that we're going to see in the future, this isn't a brand new model, right? Like this is something we have seen before, but right. this is just the most recent manifestation of it. Uh, and plus the ability to call it Lula Rich is a <laughs> it goes a long way. It's good. And all the imagery they could use because of oh, the yeah. legging patterns and stuff. A lot of personalities, I'm sure, uh, of folks who they can interview. Exactly, exactly. So it's worth watching if that's uh, something you're interested in. And, and I think you, you, you'll begin to recognize too, the patterns that are involved in a pyramid scheme so that hopefully you never sign up to work for one because it's a, it's a losing proposition. That's right. Let's go ahead and get to our Friday flight then. Uh, while we're talking about retail and consumption, uh, Salesforce, they estimate that your holiday gifts could cost as much as 20% more this year. Joel, you saw an increase of your vanity in your bathroom. That's going to be 20% more expensive exactly. due specifically to shipping costs. I was like, Salesforce, how do you know what I'm buying and how much it costs? <laughs> uh, they got you they got you pegged. That is, of course, uh, an awful thing. The fact that we're all going to be likely spending more money on the holidays. Um, but about a month ago, actually, we, we mentioned that you'll want to start shopping earlier for, for gifts that you're planning to give. The shipping delays, overseas factory shutdowns, these are all contributing to the mess that is the retail industry right now. Uh, and so all signs are kind of continuing to point you know, to the fact that these are going to be issues that will continue to linger. Uh, and the longer that you wait, you know, the more prices are, are likely going to rise, the less likely that the uh, the items that you're looking for will actually be on the shelf. Joel, I saw an item recently that I came across that I thought, well, first of all, are you and me, are, are we going to have like a company Christmas party again this year? I hope so. I hope so too. Uh, but I don't- We better. <laughs> Why am I working here? I'm quitting actually if we don't have one. I'm out. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't give each other gifts last year, but I came across something recently. We gave, the, we gave each other the gift of a ribeye. The, the really gifts good of delicious steak. <laughs> that was amazing. But I recently came across something online and as soon as I saw it, it just screamed Joel at me. <laughs> so uh, I better go ahead and put that order in now if that's going to be something that we're going to do. A little gift exchange. Yeah, well, and before the price rises too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think, Matt, we're seeing prices rising already, right? We've talked about inflation quite a bit on these Friday flight episodes, and uh, Dollar Tree actually is raising its prices. This is definitely a harbinger of things to come. It used to be the case that you could go to Dollar Tree in particular, and you could buy something, everything, for a dollar. Yeah. Other dollar stores kind of do things differently, but Dollar Tree was this last haven where everything that they sold was a dollar. But now, pretty soon, you're going to be able to. Uh, you're going to be paying a dollar twenty-five or a dollar fifty, maybe more for certain items in their stores. And I think it makes sense, right? Like Dollar Tree had to do this, or they were going to be out of business with like inflation, shipping issues, wage increases, all of these things hitting them at once. Yeah, dollar and fifty cents tree doesn't quite have the same ring to it, though, <laughs> right. does it? It's exactly, not nearly as catchy. No, I don't think they have to change their name because they do that. But yeah, you better be just be prepared when you walk through the front doors. It's not going to be the same. But yeah, and we, we talked about dollar stores. We, we talked about how we feel about them a while back. We're not really uh, big fans, but yeah, suffice it to say that they're not great for community. the communities they exist in. The items that they sell often go above and beyond affordable. They're actually just cheap and often because sure. they're poorly made. They don't provide much 
in the in the way of value. So yeah, and if you think you're we're wrong, if you are a dollar store fanatic, like we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Let us know why you like dollar stores. But but for us, they're not our style. We don't encourage people to shop at dollar stores. We do think most of the time that's a cheap, not frugal move. Yeah, there are definitely some folks out there who love dollar stores. They are just not for us. Um, and you know, honestly, dude, as we are talking about kind of shopping and retail, I think it'll be really interesting to see how big of a deal Black Friday is going to be this year. You know, like will the the discounts be as big as they typically are? I feel like in general, too, Black Friday has also gotten smaller because of the multiple days worth of sales that we typically see with like Cyber Monday and the different sales that different companies tend to have stretched out over a bigger period as opposed to one specific day. Exactly. But just with the supply issues, man, my guess is that retailers are going to be less likely to provide some of these amazing discounts because of the rising costs that they face. And so our thoughts, don't expect that you'll pay a ton less if you continue to wait, if you want to hold out for the big sales coming up. And you know, as we said a few weeks ago, some of the items on your wish list might be gone completely if you're going to wait too last minute with your shopping. The sooner, the better uh, that you get started on that. Uh, and also, too, it's, it's worth pointing out that, you know, you brought this up on an episode not too long ago, but like, wh- like, where do you draw the line? Is it okay to buy used gifts? Uh, and we feel like there's there's no shame in that game. Yeah, I think it's okay personally to buy used as long as it's in good condition and it's the item that somebody actually wants. I don't think that's out of bounds. And apparently, uh, one billion other people agree with me because... That's a they, lot of people. As, I mean... I've got a big consensus here, Matt. Uh, <laughs> and I did not take any personal surveys or anything like that, but it turns out that's how many people actually are on Facebook Marketplace these days. I kind of thought that was a crazy number. Apparently, 60% of the world's population that is internet connected is on Facebook, and then a good majority of those people... That is mind-blowing, Right, to use, be use Marketplace. That is nuts, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I've done a, a decent amount of selling and buying there over the years, and for me, it's supplanted Craigslist in my mind for ease of use. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's so much easier to take the photos, upload them to Facebook. <laughs> and I feel like that's where most of the buyers are, too. They're on Facebook. And that's where nobody, I am when I'm buying yeah, stuff. Yeah, nobody's on Craigslist anymore, man. Right. Like, it's just gotten way too sketchy over there. So, <laughs> and it, man, it used to be good. I, I want to show because I feel like Craigslist was a revolution when it came to the classifieds industry, right? Before, right. before Craigslist, it was like, you had to pay money to put it in a newspaper, <laughs> and Craigslist like totally changed the game. So, mad props to Craigslist, even though I think Facebook Marketplace is, of course, better. Yeah. But ProPublica did an investigation, and they found that Facebook Marketplace has now become a magnet for scammers. That's their words. And they they ended up they dug deep. They identified thousands of listings and profiles in the marketplace that violate Facebook guidelines. So Facebook has these guidelines and people are like skirting them and Facebook is letting it go. Apparently their algorithms and the incredibly small staff that they have dedicated to this task, well, they're trying to play whack-a-mole, but they're missing. They're swinging and missing so much of the time. And yeah, this news, Matt, comes at a bad time for Facebook with this, like the recent whistleblower revelations from a former employee about Facebook's inability to curb the spread of misinformation on its platform. You know, 60 Minutes ran that piece just this past weekend, and Facebook is not looking so hot right now. Yeah, and there are those new reports too that show that Facebook and Instagram also appear to be the, uh, right, the big reason for the rise of depression among young folks. But when it comes to, you know, the marketplace, here's what we would recommend. Uh, always be careful when you're going to meet someone to uh, to buy or to sell an item, especially electronics. I feel like those tend to be the, the hot items, uh, the items that are in demand that folks are willing to scam or even hurt others in order to get their hands on them. The worst crimes tend to happen around smartphones and gaming console sales. Uh, and you should also tread lightly when it comes to car listings on the site. Not only is it popular items that folks are looking to take advantage of, but anytime there is a large dollar amount 
apps uh, where a scammer has the ability to walk away with a lot of your money. Watch out for those scenarios. Fraud and, and crime are, are far less likely to happen when someone's just selling something really affordable, like a $10 plant. Uh, and so if the price is too good to be true, it probably is. And for those high dollar items, be sure to meet in well-lit areas, preferably in front of a police station. But a reminder for folks, more shady folks are popping up on the platform and there's this just straight shady and criminal activity uh, that we're seeing is on the rise. Be careful out there. It's another reason too why I'm such a huge fan of eBay. You don't have to deal with people in person. You've got your profile, you've got the different ratings, you know the folks who are good players, good actors on the site. And that platform allows you to avoid uh, a lot of that hassle. Yeah, and you know, Facebook was everyone thought it was going to be more safe than Craigslist because Craigslist was completely anonymous and Facebook is at least attached to a profile, but there are all sorts of ways around that. And a lot of scammers are abusing the platform. And yeah, you got to be careful because um, yeah, it could lead to the loss of your money, but it could lead to something even worse potentially in the worst scenarios. But Matt, let's move on. Let's talk about gas prices for a second. Anybody who's paying attention, and I am more and more now because I don't have an electric vehicle these days, uh, has noticed that gas prices have been on the rise. We're near six-year highs, and the average price nationwide is literally a dollar more a gallon than it was a year ago. And that's just like, that's, that's going to impact your budget if that's the case. And so, yeah, th- this is good to know, right? But but the question is, I guess, does that cause you to want to drive less than you normally would? We would say that it should. There are obviously some places that we just have to be, whether it's getting to work or taking some time off and taking a little vacation, we got to drive there. Most of us aren't able to cut cars out of our life completely. But when you take a look at the data, gasoline is one of those inelastic products where the price doesn't really have much of an impact on demand. But that's partly due to the relatively small fluctuations in gas prices. It's like a frog in boiling water scenario, where as the price slowly increases over time, we just get accustomed to paying more for it. But we think a thoughtful mental exercise is to imagine if the price of gas doubled overnight, or let's say it shot up to $10 a gallon, which is probably what uh, what it is in California, is my guess. (laughs) Gas prices, (laughs) always more expensive there. But there's probably a good chance, Matt, if gas prices got to that point, you and I would both change our behavior a little bit, right? There'd be some changes to our gas consumption, to some of the trips that we take. And this is particularly true because when you consider the research, it shows that 48%, almost half of all car trips in the most congested U.S. cities are less than three miles in length. That's a really bikeable distance. Totally. So a lot of people really could, for many of their trips, change how they do them. And so, yeah, while we hope gas prices don't continue to rise because it sucks for yeah your personal finances, it's worth it to think through what changes you can make now with how you get around town so that you can be in your car less and paying less overall in, in fuel costs. Yeah, it really feels like that. It wouldn't take much to cause us to reevaluate our <laughs> our transportation needs and what we're willing to spend. And kind of on that note, there was a, a great article in Axios this week about the rising use of e-bikes in cities. E-bike sales are up 240% in a two-year period, which is a, <laughs> a massive return. Love hearing that. Were you invested in e-bikes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, many... There's a stock ticker for e-bikes. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Oh. Uh, many bike sharing programs are actually gravitating towards e-bikes as well. Instead of just the standard bicycle, folks are like, oh, wow, e-bikes are incredible. They allow you to get there without being completely drenched in sweat if it's the summer. And we think this is great news as well. In general, we're biking evangelists and we're always trying to spread the good word. Uh, and And we think that e-bikes make a heck of a lot of sense for a lot of folks. Uh, And we want to encourage more How to Money listeners to ditch their car and to hop on a bike whenever possible. But there is a problem, and that's that most of our cities weren't built with bikers in mind. Uh, And so as uh, transportation 
tastes and you know demand as that changes it's time to make our streets more relevant to the ways that people are actually using them uh, and that means by being less car centric uh, that's also going to mean for you probably to get uh, more involved like on a civic level here in Atlanta we're fans of and we support the Atlanta Bicycle Coalition as they're on a mission to create safer streets so if this sounds like something that you could get behind look and see if there's a, a local organization that uh, you can literally get behind and support with your time and with your money as well yeah the more bikes that are on the street like the more we get noticed from a city planning standpoint and so it's important to have your voice heard it's important to be on your bike more it's called critical mass yeah and it's gonna <laughs> save you some money on those gas costs so we're never ever gonna stop talking about how great bikes are uh, so if you're tired of it sorry about that <laughs> it's gonna continue but we've got more stories to get to, Matt, including one about investing app Robinhood going on a tour of colleges around the country. That's not good news. We'll, we'll get to that right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it. Minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, 
Well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. We are back and we'll get to that Robin Hood story here, Joel, that you mentioned in a second. But first, we've got our ludicrous headline of the week. And this one came from The Atlantic and it was titled, $350,000 $350,000 a year and just getting by. Ouch. <laughs> Must be tough to be in that tax bracket, Oh, right? man. This article is about why uh, financial confessionals online have gone viral. Um, you know, we've all seen those those articles pop up on, like, social media or on various uh, money sites where, you know, there's a couple. They're making quarter of a million dollars and are somehow living paycheck to paycheck. And so... That's when I break out the world's <laughs> tiniest violin. So, like, honestly, what does this say about the majority of Americans who actually make way less than that, but actually have their finances in shape you know they've got their stuff in order and then some of these folks will proceed to lay out their budget and you realize that for them like you know paycheck to paycheck for these wealthy folks it means taking uh let's see an awesome vacation uh, contributing a ton to savings to retirement plus putting away money for like their kids college so uh yeah sorry to tell you but that's actually not the definition of living paycheck to paycheck that's called living a normal life (laughs) i will say though it's it's true that where you live matters like your location matters because obviously you know a hundred thousand dollars in san francisco or new york versus $100,000 in Jackson, Mississippi, or in Tulsa, Oklahoma. (laughs) These are completely different scenarios. Uh, But if you're saving and you're investing, you definitely shouldn't compare yourself to folks who are actually living paycheck to paycheck. I think there's actually something else at play here, Uh, not that these folks are barely just scraping by. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how they feel that way, even though that's not actually the case. And so I I thought... The most fascinating part of this piece, Matt, had to do with the psychological ramifications of households where both partners are working really demanding jobs. And there was this one quote that really stuck out to me. uh, And here it goes. The rise of the high-octane couple has increased this sense of generalized household stress, which no amount of money can buy you out of. So... In my estimation, it's it's not necessarily a lack of money for many of these couples. Like they've got enough money on hand. Yeah. It's the reality that they're working too much and they're super stressed out because of it. And then they use money to make their lives easier at every turn. They've got enough money coming in and they're like funneling it straight out, hiring people to mow their lawn, going out to eat more, taking better vac- vacations, ha- hiring more childcare. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's the kind of life that you want to live. But yeah, I don't know. I tend to agree that more couples are stressed out in general because work has become more and more central to so many people's lives. And I'm just putting this out there, but working less is an option for many of us. It's an option for many How to Money listeners if we make meaningful changes to our desires and to our budgets. And yeah, if you don't want to be stressed out, I'm not saying you can get there overnight, but there are a lot of changes that you can make so that it can be a reality that <laughs> you don't have yeah. to work as much as you currently are. Um, so, yeah, I just want to 
kind of point that out. <laughs> well, it's funny because I feel like I'm normally the one who's like making the work less argument. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll kind of take the other approach, which is that I think I mean, for a lot of folks, their ability to find like satisfaction and meaning within their work is really important. You know, for a lot of folks, that can be, I think, core to who they are. And I think that's fine as long as you can also prioritize your personal finances. And like you said, I think it is a psychological thing. I think it's a mindset problem because if, if it feels like you're floundering with when it comes to your money, like, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's still not going to feel like you've got your act together. And so I think a lot of times for folks, maybe all of those vacations or all that additional time that they're using to go out to eat at restaurants, you know, maybe, it, like you said, maybe it does mean that we need to work a little bit less because I believe that's also true. But like we have 168 hours every single week. And I think so many individuals and couples could like car just carve out like one hour out of that entire week to l have a snapshot of like what is going on with our money. And were they to do that, I think that they would be a lot less stressed. Uh, it makes me think of uh, a teacher friend of mine who was just like, you know, when it comes to being a teacher, you just have to be like one step ahead of the kids. <laughs> and so the, you've got these couples and they're just, and they're basically one step behind. And so it feels like that they're always trying to catch up. It feels like that they never have a grasp on their money. But all you got to do is just be, you know, one step ahead. Like for a teacher, you don't have to have your entire uh, curriculum or whatever. What do you call it? Lesson plan. Yeah. You don't have to have that plan for the entire year. But you definitely need to have tomorrow's lesson plan figured out, right? And so with our money, I think like if you don't you don't you're just putting on a movie, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or you're stressed while you're trying to wing it, right? Um, and with our money, I think we don't have to have our money figured out for the next several decades until the point of retirement. But like it would be a really good idea if you had a budget, if you knew where your money was going this month. And so I couldn't agree with you more that I think it is more of a, a it's not the money. It's it's just a psychological thing. It's it's a mental thing, and it's how we approach our money. And that's why we talk about money so much, because we want it to be a part of our day-to-day -day conversations. Yeah, and if your income is that large, the amount of ground you can make up quickly is huge. Oh my gosh. So those people are actually <laughs> in such a great position. Like they feel stressed out now, but in no time they can they can lick some of their oh biggest problems. Yes. Uh, if only they, you're right, they would give it the attention, the focus. One hour a week, really, is for And somebody, that's a lot of time, yeah. too. You know, I mean, like it, it wouldn't even take that long. You're right. But these uh, folks, eventually it won't take that long. Yeah, I think maybe initially it will. On. But yeah, they'll, they'll get there and they'll be in a great position. I think most of our listeners are like, I don't make nearly that much. Right. And I don't feel sorry for them. And I agree with you. I don't feel sorry for them either. <laughs> But, but just think about, like you said, look, think about how much ground they'll be able to make up. Like at the end of the season, they're totally going to get the most improved award <laughs> because I bet right, like they're just hemorrhaging money. Yeah, they've got a very leaky boat, uh, and but it's a nice boat and it goes really fast. Uh, and all they got to do is just plug some of those holes and they'll be cruising. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about that that Robin Hood story. Robin Hood, as it turns out, is going on a college tour to recruit new customers. And uh, the Wall Street Journal had an article, as long as some other publications this week, Robinhood, as it turns out, is looking to kickstart a new trend, except for it's not a new trend. It's actually <laughs> the oldest trick in the book. This is what the credit card companies were doing on college campuses 15 years ago, right? And they were trying to get customers for life by signing up young teenagers uh, for their products. Those teenagers ultimately didn't handle those credit cards well. And then, as it turns out, the, the card act of... 2009 shut down that business model. But yeah, basically, uh, just like credit cards, the Robinhood app can be a great tool. Like we like credit cards, even though they can be used really poorly. We don't mind Robinhood as, as a platform. It's just the fact that so many people are using it poorly. Mm -hmm. And the problem is lots of young investors are using this tool poorly and developing awful investing habits. And so 
I'm just nervous. I'm very nervous what this, uh, what Robinhood visiting dozens of campuses and attempting to get more and more people to sign up, what that means for their investing future. Uh, a lot of people, their initiation should be, we would think, <laughs> through a company like Vanguard or Fidelity and not uh, hopefully the, the Robinhood investing app. Yeah. And then on top of that, Robinhood is giving out prize money <laughs> to, to some big winners, uh, hoping that these college students with very little money will be excited enough to start investing at least some of what they do have. Oh, that's free pizza for a year. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're not giving out actual pizza anymore, but at least they're giving us the money to be able to do whatever we want with. Uh, and as how do many listeners know, you know, we're fans of investing for the future. That's how you build wealth. Uh, and the earlier you get started, the better. And so I love the idea that there are college students who are going to start investing now, but Robinhood doesn't offer those tax advantage accounts on their platform, and that is a big deal to us. And so, you know, the free, you know, 15 bucks that Robinhood is handing out to students who sign up, like that just might be the worst free gift you've ever been given if it causes you to uh, to be a day trader, if it causes you to be a speculator uh, instead of opting to be a, a long-term buy and hold investor. That is what we want to see college students doing. And until Robinhood starts encouraging that type of behavior, we're going to be critics. Yeah. And the fact that they don't have access to tax advantage accounts is huge because most of those college students would do really well if they started yeah. investing in a Roth IRA. But if th- th- those are the best years <laughs> to invest in that vehicle. And if you miss out on that early and you're doing tax advantaged accounts and you're doing brokerage accounts instead, you're going to lose a lot of those gains to taxes, whereas in a Roth, you otherwise wouldn't. That's right. But let's move on, Matt. Let's talk about credit scores for a second. It turns out I didn't really, I, I knew it was happening, but I didn't realize how pervasive the problem was. Some companies are still charging people for credit scores, for access to your credit score. I mean, if people are going to pay, why not continue to charge? It's kind of like, I don't know. That's, remember, what, I remember, that's what they're saying. Right. I remember, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember a few years ago, I don't know, five or six years ago, and I read that like a million people were still paying AOL for oh, yeah, an account. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what, really? <laughs> like, who's doing this? And it's like, well, AOL's like, if they're going to keep paying us, we're going to keep taking yeah. it. And that's exactly what's happening here. Some people are actually paying. And so Consumer Reports did a study of the five biggest credit score apps. And they found that some of these apps are charging folks to find out their credit score, right? M- many of them offer like a limited free model. You can get like a little bit of access for no money. You get a little taste of the score, but not the full score. <laughs> and then they charge like 20 to 40 bucks a month if you want the whole kit and caboodle. And that is a lot of money. So here's the thing. Access to your credit score has never been easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, access to getting your credit score for free. So we would say don't pay for it ever. And uh, yeah, your credit card likely gives it to you for free. If not, get it from a place like Credit Karma or Credit Scorecard in particular. And we'll, we'll link to both of those in the show notes. But know this, the score you're getting, it's not perfect. It helps you know the ballpark you're in. There, there are so many different scores that it's hard to get uh, one perfect score that your lender is going to see. But it's still important to know your ballpark score and to check in sure. on it regularly. And so, yeah, that's why those those are our two favorite sites for checking without having to pay a dime ever for it. Yeah, it's it's faulty thinking to think that, well, if I pay for the service, they're going to give me the most accurate information because in the end, it's just, like you said, it's one of many because there are so many different credit scores that are out there. And even still, a credit score, I mean, it's, it's not all that accurate. It's like going to an online doctor calculator or something like that and they're like hey give give me your height and your weight and i'm going to tell you how fit you are (laughs) it's like i mean that's a good place to start i guess but there are so many other factors that go into knowing whether or not you're healthy whether or not you have other 
uh, underlying health conditions. Yeah, it's like, you don't know how many McRibs I ate last <laughs> night, all right? <laughs> it's just like, oh, I weigh this much, but how much of that is muscle? How much is fat? <laughs> right. And because there are so many different scores, they vary wildly. The scores you get on Credit Karma probably won't be the same as the one you'll get from like Credit Sesame or from a credit bureau like Experian. For instance, one that we've all heard of, FICO, it's the most recognized company in the space. Uh, and over the years, they've had over 50 different <laughs> variations of their score. You could, ha- It's just crazy. It's like, I'd like my FICO score, please. Like, like, which one of the... F- <laughs> which one would you like? <laughs> it's like the... Yeah, they're, they're all variants. Uh, <laughs> it's like TCBY, but for your credit score. And so we just want you to keep that in mind. Uh, and also, by the way, it's important. Uh, another note that we want you to keep in mind. You're coughing up a lot of personal information when you sign up for any of these apps in order to get your credit score. Uh, free access to your credit score is awesome. We love getting things for free, but it does come with a cost. Uh, and that is your data that you're giving up. And so, again, we'll, we'll make sure to link to that story uh, to Consumer Reports in our show notes if you want to have more information on that, the best places to find your credit score. Uh, but like Joel, like you mentioned, I think the easiest and best place to do it, almost all credit cards these days uh, on their main dashboard have a link right there and they'll take you to a version of your credit score. And for most of our purposes in, in, in our day to day, that is going to be good enough to figure out where our credit stands. Yeah. And if you don't want to cough up Facebook levels of information to one of these apps, then you're right. Yeah. The, the credit card company is a better place to go, one that you already have a relationship with. And that's why credit scorecard, literally, it's my favorite. Like Credit Karma is great too, but you're going to be giving up information if you go to Credit Karma and if you go to creditscorecard.com. You're, you're doing business with a credit card company. It's just different. And they're not pitching you nearly as many things. I think that's, you're right, that's the best place And oftentimes, go. I mean, the credit card companies, like they already have your information. Right. So let's keep that information within this sort of walled garden yeah. right here. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, we don't need to you know throw that information uh, over to somebody else as well. Right, for sure. So, all right, well, that's going to do it for today's Friday Flight. If you want show notes with links to the stories that we mentioned, well, well you can find those up on our website at howtomoney.com. That's right. And we hope everyone has a great weekend. On Monday, we've got, actually, we're excited. We've got a great episode lined up for you. We're talking with our friend Carl, aka Mr. 1500. We're going to talk about why it is that he uh, goes by that name. One quick hint it has something to do with financial independence. And so we're going to be talking about the fire movement. We're going to be talking about real estate. We're really excited uh, for you to hear that episode here on Monday. No doubt. All right. Well, that's going to do it, Matt. So until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.